0: Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Dettman and Jane Dunn The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel
1: the light. I tread the path of social interaction with respect for other people's opinions while delivering my messages with passion and self-belief.
0: Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. Now, I know that was a bit of a mouthful of a long affirmation today, but bear with us because we're going to explain what that means, aren't we, Jane? We wanted to talk today about how to be a socially acceptable activist. In other words, if you're on this show, uh, sorry, listening to our show, and you've probably come through the Wellness Couch Network, you probably have some pretty out there beliefs. You know, you might be into paleo, you might be a home birther, you might not vaccinate your children, you might be wheat free, you might be any one of a number of things, which are still considered a little bit alternative in today's mainstream society, which means that you might find yourself regularly placed in situations publicly, socially, with other mums from school or people at work or even old family friends who are questioning you on some of your bizarre new beliefs that you've been courting and when that happens in your life, how do you react? It's a big one, isn't it? And, you know, we should add to that list, you know, psychic psychic and and spiritual matchmaker and... um any, any career that's considered a little bit left of center these days. Well, actually, instead of
1: matchmaker, I'd say that I'm obsessed with emotional intelligence. Yeah. That's my
0: obsession. And, you know, if someone says at a dinner party, what do you do, Jane or Rebecca? And God, I just can't even begin to explain it because half the time it's actually a so oh.
1: see, we're into this already. Well, look, it's a waste of energy. Well, one of the reasons that it's so hard to explain is because most of us that are passionate about something in life that are that is a little alternative – have spent probably the best part of 20 or 30 or more years studying it, researching it, learning about it, mastering it. And then when someone says a throwaway line of, you know, oh, well, what's that all about? How do you answer that?
0: I know. I was in a nightclub. I've learned that when I'm out, I never actually say what I do. Um, which I know is probably reverse marketing or whatever. But if somebody says, oh, what do you do? I just give the quick and easy answer. I'll just say I'm a writer or something. Because the last time somebody found out I was psychic, who was some, I don't know, 25-year-old barista who was talking to my friend at a group at the end of a bar or something, and he just turns to me and he says to me, do you actually believe you can – how did he say it? Something like, do you actually believe that you're doing that? And it was – I just found it – I know this is my stuff, Jane, but I just found it so insulting and I just didn't even know where to begin. I got so tongue-tied. I think sometimes in situations like that, you just laugh it off and go, yeah, isn't she a comedian? And you just move on because I couldn't begin. It wasn't even the, it wasn't the right circumstances either, like to sit down and say, actually, I've done about over 2000 hours of channeling for the last decade. And you have no idea what, what that that's my, actually my entire life and my reality and, Fair enough. That might have been a point or or a chance for education, but maybe not. Maybe sometimes it's best use you your audience, keep your mouth shut, and pick your battles. choose your audience and timing. Yeah. Look, the reason that I I wanted to suggest this topic
1: is because recently I was reminded of a very valuable tool that I'd forgotten that dealt with this particular topic, and it's this wonderful, very wise man uh, who doesn't drink alcohol, and he is constantly he's actually very highly social through his career and he's always have people, he will always have people say to him, you know, oh, how come you don't drink? Now, it's not because he was an alcoholic. It's something that he has chosen to not do. And so he answered. I watched him one night when somebody said, oh, how come you don't drink? Did you just have a problem with it? And he said, no, that's not the answer. And he said, but I just want to first ask, are you just asking that question to be socially kind and to, you know, rapport build? Or do you actually really want the answer to that because there is no short answer to that question? And I found that so empowering that you don't want to disrespect the question with a throwaway answer. You want to give them the, the
0: true answer, but it's not an easy answer. I
1: like that. It's powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So
0: I've gotten this tool. It's also, he's actually showing in that very short little response quite a lot of depth. Of yes. Fascin- people will be hooked, fascinated, you know, and the right people will say, tell me more. Yeah. And then they will open up into a space ready for learning. Mm. So he's basically warming up or preparing the space yeah. there. Do you want the real answer or not? Yeah. And because if, if you want the real
1: answer, I'm absolutely happy to share with you what, what my wisdom, what my learnings have been, or if were you just, you just being polite? That's okay. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, it's okay to be polite just to make social chit-chat. That's yeah. absolutely fine too, yeah. but you may not want the answer because we'll be here for two hours. It's
0: actually, yeah, it's basically giving a little warning sign. Okay, this could get deep, so yeah. just be prepared where you're waiting yeah. to. or because because we don't go there. Because... I am very passionate about that because it's a massive part of who I am. And the other flip side of that too is that so often when people have really well researched a
1: particular area and they are highly knowledgeable about it and they've made a decision that perhaps is not the common decision to make, you will find that a lot of people live life very reactionary or very by default. They will make decisions based on whatever is the norm, yeah, rather than really questioning it. And so there will be people that will be fascinated to hear a well-researched person on a particular topic,
0: but there will be others that that's going to press a lot of buttons in them. And, you know, this is so interesting because the same can be said for the actual speakers. So those who've made their careers out of sharing their often quite controversial information that they are very passionate about... As we all know, we are drawn to the careers that we're drawn to because there's something we need to heal inside ourselves. Okay, so everyone stop for a moment and think about that. What, important point. What are you doing in your life? What would you what were you called to study when you were younger? What do mum and dad do? Da 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 da. Draw the dots there. Okay, so if you've got I can think of two at the moment. One is a rabid home birth activist and the other is somebody who's out there very pro feminist advising on rape culture. And both of those women who are encyclopedias of knowledge on both of their areas and are so passionate that to be with them the charisma sweeps you off your feet are both coming at it from I believe an unhealed place which means that in amongst the beautiful compliments I just gave both of them in the way that they deliver their stuff they also tend to deliver their stuff with either attention getting a bit of a sting um drama or a bit of you know whether they're they're jabbing the finger a little bit too much and that therein comes the turn off therein comes where you need to be careful because if you're out looking for a fight this is that's a different area if you're genuinely just holding your beliefs let's think of some role models of people who just hold their beliefs i guess i don't know dalai lama or, who's someone who's got a really different viewpoint but they don't shove it down your throat can you think of somebody good jane maybe the, maybe the listeners can think of someone like that i'm even thinking of I don't know, for some reason Julian Assange is popping into my head, although he did shove stuff down people's throats because he had to, he had to he had to I think that was he was forced to in the end. But some Um, people play it like even Russell Brand, I think, has a very witty and intelligent way of making his point known, then laughing it off, then moving on. You know, he doesn't kind of get stuck into someone and absolutely tear strips off them if it's if it's just brutal or unnecessary or attention getting. I don't think Because what we're really talking
1: about is somebody that's actually walking their talk. With compassion and kindness for others. I actually think Wayne Dyer is one of my
0: favourites. Yeah, but he's not controversial. He's he's part of the Hay House mob.
1: Yes, but when you watch him talking to somebody who's a non-believer.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay.
1: So, I mean, look, I know his there, there was a DVD. I can't remember which one it is. It's one of his more recent ones that, yes, it's a Docker, Yes, it was scripted. But it it is the respect that he gives to somebody that is in a different stage of conscious awareness Mm. with no judgment except to give perhaps a tiny little bit of his insight or wisdom of what would be the next baby step. Yeah. So it's people that are prepared to help people from where they are to where they might like to go but not trying to take them at 100 miles an hour, just taking them the gentle baby steps.
0: And not taking it personally if they don't get there or they don't agree with you and not making a massive issue and agenda out of it. If You know, the world's not going to agree with you. That's that's one of the laws, the universal laws is other people will always get offended and, and you can't worry about that. You've got to let go of the fact that, People will take offense in life at stuff, and sometimes that stuff will be you or your stuff it's just you know in the same way that you'll take offense to other people's stuff its it's an unwritten law I'm thinking a bit here as well, Jane, about teenagers you know who classically will adopt an opinion that's radically different from mum and dad's or go and get a piercing or a tattoo <laughs> or something because they want to be controversial for the thrill of it. And okay. you still get adults like that too, don't you? Oh, yes. So, yes. But if you say the sky is blue,
1: they'll say it's green. That's
0: right. But obviously, we're not necessarily talking about that today because everyone who's listening is very genuine and very authentic. And as we've said at the start, we know that a lot of you listening have adopted probably what is still considered to be quite fringe lifestyle changes or, you know, complementary or alternative types of holistic modalities or beliefs or diets or exercise minority regimes.
1: in comparison to the majority to, to the
0: mainstream that's right so we know
1: that they're the trailblazers they're the ones that are the paving paving the way to educate um whether it is by example yeah or whether it is by teaching more formally it doesn't matter
0: so if you're taking your kids on play dates or to birthday parties and the other mums are saying well how come you won't let little jimmy have sugar you know or I don't know, yes. like me, I had two home births and even now people be like, Oh, what hospital did you birth in? And that opens a can of worms, you know, or you know, vaccination and all of those kinds of things. So let's let's have a real world look at Jane, how we can handle some of these conversations, you know. Well
1: I really want to say that tip that uh, this beautiful friend of mine does, which straight up is, you know, when somebody says, um, what's what's so what are you doing? I might say, Oh, you're a matchmaker, what does that involve? Well actually really what I love doing is helping people to grow in self awareness, self love and understand that their emotional intelligence is one of the strongest things they can have in life. Mm. And then somebody will boo-hoo and go, oh, emotional intelligence, that's for horses. Um, get over it, toughen up. Now, you know, that used to press a lot of buttons in me. It doesn't anymore because
0: Now I, Jane just refers them to the HSP episode we refer <laughs> <laughs> Um I really choose my audience.
1: Like, you know, I look at this person and I think, is this, again, somebody that I want in my life? number one, is this somebody that maybe I don't want in my life but maybe it would be important to try and grab this opportunity to educate them about my thought processes and see if I can perhaps open up more of the ripple effect, the butterfly effect, or is this somebody that's just up for a good fight and that's a waste of my energy and, and I've got no choice. If so
0: you are an HSP away. person, you will be able to read that. Yeah, you exactly. will know, pick your yeah, what's their intent, exactly.
1: So if it's the first two, then that's where I would then say, look, I'd love to talk to you about it more, but it can be a very long and deep and heavy conversation. Um, do you want to go there? And then off I'll go. But it is hard to try and summarize what you have researched for so many years that then you get to a point where you actually even stop researching because now you know it is in the knowing. Correct. And when you know, you actually no longer often even have facts you just know, so you don't bother any longer with the
0: justification because you're not living in that world any longer. This is, that's the next stage that starts to happen where you no longer feel the need to justify. That's it.
1: Now that's where it's hard. That's the point I feel I'm at where I, I just know for me and that is, that's it. It actually then makes it hard to tell the full story because I've actually brain dumped it out of my brain because it's no longer required. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Oh, I'm so with you because for me it's the vaccination thing. I mean, first of all, anyone who does not vaccinate their children is not sticking their head in the sand and being a moron about it, like a like an uninformed, uneducated idiot. It's the – oh, see, I'm getting started because it still pushes buttons in me. Don't get started. I can get off the pedestal. So what I'm saying is the people who choose not to vaccinate are the ones who've done the most research. They are the ones who've read all of the studies and all of the statistics and a lot of the latest findings Because in the books. I think it takes a lot of
1: courage in anything in life to go against the norm. That's right. Because the norm is fear-based. That's right. You know?
0: So, so I decided many years ago not – Pretty much ever to engage in any discussion about that with anyone, unless it's very select circumstances. So I never ever raise, it's like what that's like, this, was, this saying the military about gays, like the don't, don't ask, don't tell policy, just don't <laughs> ask and no one tell. Like, so I never ever, ever, ever mention it. If it is asked, I will give a very light response, such as, um, well, um, the kid's dad and I decided that, um, or something along the lines of maybe we're, we're conscientious objectors and you can just leave it at that. That's when if they want to ask more, they will. Yeah. Um and then you know what? You can refer them. You say, Do you know what? If you actually want to get the proper science on it or the this and that go and read such and such book or go and see this TED talk or this YouTube or you know you you refer people yeah. to the next source. That's to, to good... the expert who can do it better than you. That's a brilliant, <clears throat> a, me, a brilliant tip. Because otherwise that's your own emotions are gonna get all tangled up and you won't be able to speak from the, the passion of the top you know. <laughs> well, that's the problem, isn't it? And that's when dumb stuff comes out your mouth. And you look you look <laughs> and you look emotional and silly and wound up. That's so that's right. So So this is actually a bit of a case of if you do have a couple of things in life that are big belief systems for you and you're still a little bit insecure about sharing them, pre-plan, prepare a couple of just direct responses, direct fire responses to use in those social occasions even when it ever comes up. Another tool I want to share is
1: the, the understanding that we all are having the same journey playing out in a different way on this planet. In this lifetime and that where's our compassion for people that might ridicule our area of expertise because there might be another area that they are an expert in that we're not.
0: And also and you, you were them once. Because That's exactly th- right. You didn't know this stuff either when you were born. You had to learn it somewhere along the line. That's right. And I just feel it's so important for, for passionate
1: activists to remember that some people might be listening to their stuff for the first time and that if it's too aggressively antagonistic, it can actually really cause damage to the
0: to the research, the, the disrespect to the beautiful wisdom that's being shared. It's like a turnoff. It's like a sledgehammer approach, isn't it? It's kind of like saying, "Well, it's my way or the highway." Why? Just because. And if you don't, you just. A- Idiot. That's right. You know, look, I've got a beautiful friend that's
1: going through a challenge at the moment with um, a family member who has cancer. And she knows clearly that cancer can't live in in an alkaline body. So she knows very simply how to, how to flip that around with, with diet and various other emotional techniques and things. Um, but she's been labeled an activist in many areas in her life. She homeschools and does a few different things. And, um, and so her word is not being heard. Because she's been labeled as an extremist and that doesn't have compassion and empathy for the journey of where somebody actually currently is, now that's not true. she has, she perhaps was that at some point, but now she actually really does have compassion and empathy for where people and respect. She has respect for where each person is in their individual journey, but she's actually lost her power there. yeah, because of the past behavior. So she's got to work hard now to rebuild the rapport where her information
0: can be received and considered. Just considered. And so for those of you who might be in healing modalities as practitioners, speakers, educators, trainers in any, well, it doesn't have to be wellness based, but it, but it, no, whatever, whatever it is, I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for having quite a lot of neutrality in your tone, yes, and that might mean doing some extra self work on yourself so that you take any charge out because you know that if anyone's pushing your buttons and you get really charged up when talking about your own subject matter that you're still not quite at peace with it yet or there's elements of it that you it's that you feel think- that you're
1: being judged, yes, and it's like but, but don't. If you're judging me, and and it, it. We have to learn to be okay with that. We have to learn that. Yeah. That is a freedom for us. So, and you're quite right that we all. I totally agree with that. We are all uh, students of what it is that we most need to learn about ourselves. Mm. And you know, it's no coincidence that emotional intelligence and love is my my thing, because I felt that I really struggled with feeling loved from from a very young age, and feeling as though I was you know referred to HSP episode, but you know. It, Feeling as though so, I was unworthy, yeah, I was not I was weird, I was different, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, so, therefore, there starts the passionate journey of, of wanting to learn about this for myself and then you kind of find you get a little bit good at certain knowledge about it and you start sharing and you get a few results with people and and so the journey goes on. But there is a very big part of that journey for most people is that when you really do know your stuff is that... It's important to have that stage where you are the full trailblazer trailblazer, and you're standing up in magnificent power and delivering these important messages. But then the next stage from that is to actually quieten it down a little bit to enable the more basic stepping stones to be delivered to greater numbers of people with kindness and compassion and respect, as I say again, respect for where each person is in their journey and not judging them because if you're judging them,
0: then you're being judged. If you've got any form of a tribe, followers, clients, listeners, readers, whoever follows you, friends, yeah, friends supporting your people, lead. that that's right. And following it, your lead, it's very important that you view your tribe as your teachers and as your equals. Uh, you know, it, you don't don't get into the hierarchy of 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 you being the knowledge holder and them being the underlings in any sense and 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 i know a lot of us know this in theory but sometimes we still tend to fall into it in practice as well um because it, it's easy for things to go to your head as well ego ego can come into play yes, a, lot, very much. a lot with, very with information much. holding and power play and yeah i just i just think there's a, there's a lot to consider Quite frankly, here ego is a dirty word <laughs> it's a filthy word isn't it jane <laughs> Uh, look it serves us sometimes but most yeah but
1: yeah so it mm. should be
0: made illegal do you know something else that i i find interesting is those who who have to have to be often um are forced into being involved in almost political arenas for their beliefs now whether that's the greenie who wants to hug the tree so it doesn't fall down or as is um case with somebody we know has a child who's actually born transgender yes and Operations need to come into play and all these sorts of things. Sometimes a parent or a friend can so find, she's had quite a
1: journey with the whole judgment thing. Mm. I've watched her go through an incredible, you know, the last, um, 10 years of, of wanting to keep it a secret, then needing to talk about it and then people judging and finger pointing. She's at the most beautiful place now of acceptance of this is how it is. And if you'd like the information, I can give it to you. Um, and, If you don't, that's okay too. Yeah she really gets that these things can be confronting to other people. And,
0: but look, she was someone who was basically unwittingly drawn into this whole world yes, of yes. massive, charged, intense political, social, mm. cultural discussion mm. in her in the last 10 years. Oh, trailblazing but in the courts. Just, exactly. And, so, and she probably never woke up when she was 21 and thought all well, that was going to happen yes. in her 30s or 40s, you know what I mean? <laughs> so sometimes you might find that you're just going along your humble life and you've got your little beliefs in their little pigeonholes and whatever, and then something comes along that actually threatens one of your beliefs. Like maybe the council wants to you know dam up a river in your suburb and chop down a local forest or maybe you know you suddenly see that genetically modified food's being introduced and you just suddenly some part of you says i can't have that or you know you read about a nuclear reactor plant and sometimes these activist parts of ourselves come out that actually surprise us and so something i heard a long time ago and this is really just for for discussion what do you think about this jane considering the fact that i find politics to be a quite outmoded form of A way for us to get along in modern 21st century spiritual society well I'm spiritual not everyone is but your world is my world is and I read something the other day that said if voting really made a difference do you think like how come every time I quote something I can't remember it (laughs) go do you think they'd let us vote if it really made a difference which I thought was a bit like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, I heard something a long time ago when there was a guy who was really passionate greeny and he wanted to tree sit. In fact, I think he did tree sit down in Six Valley in Tasmania when the bulldozers were going through ancient growth rainforests and all of that kind of thing. And his friend's mum said to him, she said, darling, she said, You know, the best way to really make change is to get within the system. It's not to go out there and pick it and, you know, burn your bra and hold up a placard and, you know, nobody cares, nobody remembers. You actually have to very passionately, often under the radar, quietly, methodically, devotedly work your way inside those systems of change, whether that's local councils, communities, governments, things like that. What Mm. do you think, Jane? I think we need both. Yeah, okay. I think it's really important that we have
1: both Yeah. because once you're in a system as I think we talked a couple of podcasts ago about my uncle that was a federal senator yeah. and I had aspirations when I was 16 to be in go into politics and he said, Jane, you'd be hopeless because it's full of compromise. <laughs> and so we need the trailblazers that actually highlight that, you know, we didn't know what 40 years ago, or I'm not sure how long, but cutting a tree down, what damage that was going to do to our environment, right. we didn't get it. So we needed these radical activists that were – you know, hippie chaining themselves to trees and placards and and they would often be quite aggressive. You know, they'd be prepared to kick the bulldozer down and Mm. whatever. We need that first to highlight the issue. Then the second wave comes in, which gets even more educated and has the understanding of how they can get into systems to make the change. So I believe that both roles are incredibly important. And then the third role that is equally important is that We have the people that are doing the gentle whispers that are just sitting around their coffee tables talking about, read this article or I saw this blog and, you know, these trees that are being cut down. Do you realize this? And the conversations are happening. Yeah. So the third one is even more, they're all very equally important. And that's the butterfly effect. That's the quiet conversations that are happening at home that are growing the armies. You know, I think that's the most beautiful example of that that we have at the moment in Australia is, is um, gay rights, gay marriage. And I don't think I've ever seen so many Facebook posts from straight people being proactive about
0: standing up and saying, I vote for same gender marriage. I'm thinking about Manus Island and the detention centre stuff at the moment. Like, I, you know, this is where Twitter and stuff is so amazing when someone's saying on Twitter, have you seen this? I just flipped through today's copy of the newspaper and it wasn't anywhere in there, but everyone needs to know about this. And we just had a, you know, what is it, light the night event and protests and some other bloke was saying, you know, my gate company got called up to go and put a gate on the new detention centre and he said, and I just said I'm sorry to my boss ethically, I can't do it. My boss understood and I rang back the people and said, you've got to find another gate company and they said, we've already tried three and all of them said no. (laughs) No. Wow. And that's grassroots power. Yes. Well, actually, wasn't it only yesterday?
1: And bearing in mind this podcast comes out in a few weeks' time, but yesterday uh, there was uh, one of the big companies that was building the big construction in the Great Barrier Reef pulled mm. out. Pulled yeah. out.
0: Fascinating times we live in. Of
1: Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. You know, I love, and I, I remember. Well, he was another thing I was an activist for. I was passionate about the internet. I was one of the first people in South Australia to actually have a website because a friend of mine had been, come back from the States, heard about this stuff. He'd bought a server and he wanted to get into it and he offered to do a Facebook. A, a new thing called the internet. Yeah. was the super highway yeah. of it wasn't, it wasn't even called the internet, it was the World Wide Web. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and, and I was passionate about how I could see the glass ceiling shatter, access, communities growing, um, tribes forming, that opinions, censorship going out the door. It was an amazing concept. And sure, it's had its shadow side, like everything. We've got the light and the dark. But I now am so excited to see that what I thought was happening, would happen, is happening. Yeah. And that we do have the freedom of speech, and that we are starting to see a lot of corporate companies having to pull, make conscious business decisions based on
0: pleasing the people. Yeah. People power has never been so strong as it is now. People power in in a really new 21st century modern technology type way. Yeah. So to flip back to um, a more smaller introverted microcosm spiritual type of individual uh, way, I very 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 often deal with clients in my private practice who, from a past life sense, they have been around the ancient world. They've been, bef- you know, in lives before, highly empowered. Maybe they've been activists or healers, priestesses, helpers. You know, they've been those on the podium spreading the information. People with positions of power. They've had. Um, crushing things happen to them. Either they were murdered for their beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. they ostracized, killed, things like that. Mm-hmm. And they've come back in this lifetime to try and reclaim some of that personal power. Now, I'm not saying they're going to then become the next Nelson Mandela, like in in real world terms, but it might just be as simple as being, you know, confident to be able to express their their personal spiritual beliefs mm-hmm. to their husband or their, their mum or their best friend they've known since kindy. Um, And I often find people who have big issues with throat chakra because they've been hung or they've, you know, been silenced on speaking their truth. So a lot of, I think, the subtext of, if you to boil down today's episode, I think a lot of it comes down to real self-belief in what does your body, like, resonate with as truth? Because of course, we all know it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, intellectually, you can get that, but sometimes it's very hard for your body mm. to really feel and believe and to, to just to stick by what you feel in your heart and especially when it's like let's say for a child and you've got doctors in many white coats with stethoscopes telling you one thing and people on the news telling you another and all of your husband's greek families telling you this and in your heart there's a whisper that says but that's not true for me and i've got a different feeling on it so there's a whole nother way there isn't there jane of sticking to your belief system which is beautiful to do because you
1: know we don't have the time to be researching and being the expert on everything that affects us Sometimes it's just so we just have feeling. to we have to go with the gut feeling, yeah. and that could be that you just read a blog and go, you know what? I just resonate. This resonates with me. This is my new truth. Yeah, I'm going to explore that and not have to worry about spending ten or twenty years researching that particular topic. Yeah, um, or even six months. You know, you can just go with your gut feeling. By the way, Nelson Mandela. There's your example that you were looking for before. Yes, well, absolutely. As somebody who could sit in the face of. Of a controversial or an opposing opinion, mm. and sit graciously without buttons being pressed, and elegu- elegantly and eloquently deliver his message.
0: And I suppose Gandhi and um, that woman who no one can ever pronounce in um, Tibet, Nepal, Anyun, Suyun, like these lovely, but you know. Processes. But you also mentioned the Dalai Lama, and actually, one
1: of my coaches, my business coaches, years ago when I was really looking at wanting to do a lot more radio, um, said ha- had an exercise for me to actually sit and watch his public interviews where he's not controlling the questions, he's not the one that can just stand up and walk out, he's got to face the firing squad mm. and he's a great example so I think the people that are wanting to be that first level of, of, of activists that want to be loud and out there and bold and beautiful doing it all, this is some tools is to watch how the experts are doing it when they're in the firing line. I love it. And then also recognise that that may not be your role and your role might be to have the quieter conversation with a, a trusted friend that you'd like to share, something new that you have just exploring and, and and just have a little bit of a debate respectfully understanding each other's sides. Beautiful and affirmation today. I tread the path of social interaction with respect for other people's
0: opinions while delivering my messages with passion and self-belief. Beautiful. Thank you for catching up with us today on thewellnesscouch.com. Of course, we're also on iTunes and you can find us on Facebook, which is social, which is <laughs> facebook.com forward slash love life show. What were you thinking about just then? <laughs> I don't, don't, even, don't even want to know. Please <laughs> send us your private messages if you want to tell us about your own stories, your own reactions to the show, you know, your own um, ideas for topics. We'd love to receive those for you. And until next week, stand up for what you believe in. Really, really look deep inside yourself and don't be ashamed ever of believing the truth that you hold inside yourself. Beautiful. Have a gorgeous week. Life is perfect. I'm not trying, it, it's just happening.